welcome to ask but travis this episode is called sacrifice what's it about uh sam and dean uh, die forever and they're dead the series is over <laughs> we're finally free you you wish travis <laughs> for seven years keep, after, keep praying, after buddy. this Oh, nothing but only. nothing but static aired on the CW on Thursdays at seven. <laughs> yeah, the rest of Supernatural is just a mass hallucination. Sucker, it's Candle Cove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's start talking about the episode. I'm just going to leave that in. I'm not going to edit the music. I, why? Why would you leave it in? That was perfect. That was gold. A perfect recreation. All right. Should we do... This is the season finale, guys. We've made it to the yeah. end of season eight. Oh, God, we finally made it. Was it was a little Thank scary. God. I don't know if y'all remember, but I almost died over the course of this season. Yeah. This season, more than literally any other season, I think has gone on for so long it really has and i i really want to give a big like i like a medal of honor (laughs) to every single person that has watched every episode of supernatural from the time (laughs) it started like and watching it every every air day because damn that's fucking a lot like that is a commitment like we did this for roughly 23 ish weeks probably a little bit more than that from like times that we've had to miss but like i basically i'm a different person at the end of each (laughs) season because it takes so long um can i just say that we have that person in our midst and that is mr ben tyke miller yeah um we've also had uh guests on our show that are that have uh reached that goal as well uh, that's true i don't i don't want to i don't want to steal anyone's valor um (laughs) this was see i the where i stopped watching supernatural week to week was halfway through season eight. Oh yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. Oh snap. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 give me someone else's because uh, this is when I started torrenting oh, uh, the entire okay. season. And then watching nice, it also yeah. on Netflix and shit just to make up for it. Well I big, see, I see. <laughs> big yeah. uh commendations to friend of the show and return guest a multi multiple time guest Scott Eason because he did that shit. You know, Ben, I made you a medal of honor for getting through Supernatural week by week, keeping up with every episode, and now I'm going to have to have it melted down and turned into golden screws, because you just (laughs) fucked me. Do you hear me, Ben? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what's happening. So, to to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, Audacity fucking blows. We did this whole episode once already. (laughs) We did it last night. Audacity crashed at the end. I go to recover the fucking file, and there's barely 14 minutes recovered. And I... I was mad. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the first time that this has happened to us. But every time it does happen, it is like aging 10 years in an instant and Fuck i'm it. proud to be an american where at least yeah, i know so now, i'm free now well, we're you know, powered by funny, reaper i recently 
<laughs> now we're powered by Bruce Springsteen. You know that, uh, like, this is Omar is no longer my best friend. Now yes, my yeah, best friend ended is with Omar. That's yeah. that's us and audacity. Yeah, friendship ended yeah. with audacity. Yeah. My new best friend is Reaper. So. Uh, so yeah, so this is take two electric boogaloo on the episode sacrifice on our season finale. Uh, hopefully we can recapture that magic. Keep those takes nice and piping hot. Um, we don't do takes here. We, we're one take jakes around these parts. I meant like hot takes. Like, oh, you were Fair making enough. a joke. That's on me. But you know what, Benjamin? <laughs> That's on me. Uh, I'll give you that one, Ben. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm taking away your medal, and let's talk about the episode Sacrifice. Uh, before we get into like the vague plot summary we've started doing every week, which we didn't talk about doing, we just started doing it. Um, how, how are y'all feeling about this season finale? I mean, I I liked it. It was kind of a lot. And there it, there were some ups and downs, but I think overall, as an ending to a season, it was good. Like, yeah. I, I really liked uh, that it ended with no one really in any major peril. I mean, except for every single angel. But our boys are mostly intact. Yep. Or at least they're not standing next to someone who wants to kill them. Yeah. I feel like in seasons past, they've either like, one of them's disappeared, one of them's gone to hell. They've been standing in front of somebody who wants to kill them. And it's nice to know that that's like not happening. Like they just walked out of the building and they've, they're they getting in a car, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. What do you, what did you think about this episode, Ben? I really enjoyed it. Like, as this was uh, a very okay cherry on top of a shitty suntay, you know? Yeah. Like, this was a really good episode that I enjoyed watching. Like, most of the time, a lot of episodes this season, I've split my attention. I didn't feel the need to do that with this episode. I, f- I enjoyed the pacing. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed what happened. I enjoyed seeing who we saw. I loved the shit with Crowley because this is when we start getting into the like the really Tumblr heavy Crowley stuff. Like this is when Supernatural starts going that way, and I'm really excited to get there. I'm not excited about some other stuff, but. Oh, I yeah, really we're enjoyed really this getting, episode, basically. We're really getting happen. into Super Hulak era Supernatural now, huh? I mean, oh, next yeah, next are. year is 2014 oh. for us. <laughs> <laughs> I Every time I see a Supernatural post on Facebook, it takes me right back to, like, peak Tumblr.com, <laughs> which is appropriate because they're literally all yeah. from Tumblr. Like, yeah. Facebook, I don't know if y'all know this, uh, Tumblr is the only true social media website, and every other social media website is just recycling posts from Tumblr. And that includes TikTok, like, <laughs> and Twitter, and Facebook. I, It's just fucking true. Um, 
Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, as far as favorite final moments go, this season takes the cake. The final mm. scene of ep- of this episode is one of my favorite in the show. Period. Um, but it's not it's not a perfect episode. I wouldn't call it a perfect finale. And oh, no. uh, yeah. I, you know, I started season eight kind of like hopeful that rewatching it in a week to week, like taking my time between episodes and then rewatching it um, after my initial binge watch through back in like 2017, I'd hoped that that would give me like a new perspective. Maybe I would have like kinder thoughts on this season. And while I did not, I do like it more. I think as a whole than I initially did season eight was never one of my like most hated seasons but for me it is the start of my least favorite Mm. era of supernatural and um yeah it's just not it's just not my fave but you know we'll get into why uh, do y'all want to do a quick summary? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So here is what happens. This episode, the season eight finale of Supernatural. The episode begins with Jody Mills, who hasn't shown up all season eight, going on a date with Crowley. The date doesn't go well because it ends with her choking to death in a bathroom. And you know what I want to know? Next season, give me an answer on whether or not that's the worst of Jody's dates. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely pretty bad. But is it one of those dates that years from now we're going to look back and laugh at it? You know? Like, it's not funny in the moment, but maybe later. I'm guess that's probably the earliest Jody's ever been choked by a man on a first date. I mean, yeah, for real. Uh... Yeah. Hashtag Jody's a freak. <laughs> you know, and she deserves to be. She lost her husband and son. She deserves someone who's going to just fucking rail her. Hell you yeah. know? <laughs> Damn right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, the episode ends with one of Jody's worst dates, although we don't know if it is, in fact, the worst date. And she starts choking on the bathroom floor because, uh-oh, Crowley has put a hex bag in her purse. Meanwhile, we get a call from our dynamic duo, Sam and Dean, who tell Crowley that, yes, they're going to give up on the trials. They'll give Crowley the tablet in exchange for the angel tablet because Dean says no douchebag <laughs> should have that much power at once. Crowley agrees. Jody's life is saved in the nick of time. Uh, I don't know if she ever pieces together what happened. Hopefully Sam and Dean explain it later. Cut to Sam and Dean and Crowley meeting in Bobby's junkyard, which is the first time we've seen Bobby's junkyard since mm-hmm. he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah, definitely since the beginning of season seven, I think, actually. Um, they're about to do the exchange when, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, our boys actually had a plan in the back of their pocket, and they handcuff Crowley with demonic handcuffs and kidnap him. He's actually the third trial. Cut to Castiel and Metatron, who are trying to complete the Angel trials. Turns out the second trial is um, finding a Cupid's bow. They are getting this done a lot quicker than Sam and Dean did with the Hell trials. 
Um, well, they are angels. No, they are yeah. angels. And to be fair, like Sam and Dean had to drive to a place. Yeah, Cass and Metatron can zip zap doodle bop all over the place real fast. Also, yeah. Metatron did write the tablet, so he didn't. They didn't have to wait for anything to be translated. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, completing the second trial, which takes them to a bar in the middle of nowhere because uh, the bartender is destined to be hit by Cupid's arrow, completing the second trial is put on hold because Metatron gets kidnapped by Naomi and the other angels and Castiel gets left behind. We cut back to Sam and Dean, who've taken Crowley to a church, consecrated ground, and Sam is getting ready to complete the trials. He and Dean have a pretty uh, dark, lighthearted conversation about, like, some of Sam's quote-unquote sins. We'll get to that later. And (laughs) Cass shows up asking Dean for help. Dean's like, "Eh, I really should stay with Sam and help him. Sam tells Dean to go with Cass. They travel to that bar in the middle of nowhere to try to complete the second angel trial. Sam starts dousing Crowley with human blood. Crowley attempts to get help from literally anybody. Turns out literally anybody includes Abaddon, who tries to kill Crowley immediately. Sam dispatches of her very quickly, and Crowley realizes that the human blood is actually terming him human. Um, Sam, or Dean and Cass... Dean and Cass complete the second trial by talking to the Cupid and explaining why they want the Cupid's bow so that they can close up heaven. Naomi interrupts them before the third trial can be done to let them know that actually Metatron is a big fat liar face, that Sam is going to die if he completes the hell trials, and uh, that Metatron just wants like power over heaven and doesn't give a shit about fixing any problems. Um, Naomi's like, hey, I'm sorry, totally fucked up this season. That's on me. Uh, Cass, if you want back into heaven, like, we can seriously talk about that. No more manipulation, no more lies. Cass is like, "Mm, I don't think I believe you. Dean says, I believe you immediately, mostly because he's got Kevin in his ear trying to translate the angel tablet and not finding anything about these supposed angel trials. Uh, Dean rushes back to Sam. Cass rushes up to heaven where, uh uh-oh, Naomi is dead. And Metatron completes the third trial, which is stealing Cass's grace and turning him human. Dean is able to talk Sam out of completing the demon trial so that the the gates of hell do not close. Uh, Sam is dying from the effect of the trials. And as they escape the church and try to get Sam to a hospital... Metatron completes the third trial, shuts out everyone from heaven, and Sam and Dean look up at the sky as angels fall all over the goddamn place, but mostly in the water. (laughs) And that's the end. (laughs) Yeah. um, God, where where do we want to start? God. It's there's so much that happens this episode. I know. I actually let's go ahead and start with uh, the groundwork for this episode, which is the rest of season eight. So we spent a long time being like, when is the main villain going to get here? Yeah. Uh, And I don't think he ever really showed up. I don't think season eight has a main villain. There was just a big mishmash of people just trying to do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's everybody's got to have a piece. Like last season, it was definitely Dick Roman. The season before that, we thought it was the mother. By and by, we thought it was the mother. I mean, uh, the show kind of attempted to convince us it was the mother, but I actually, mean, it was Cass. Yeah, Grambles was a better villain than Mother was. Um, I was a better villain than Mother was. Do you know how many one star reviews? No, I'm just kidding. I've never written a review for Supernatural. Um, Um, I guess I do this show, which is all the review I need. Yeah. But yeah, really, the season eight villain was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was literally Metatron, the friend they made along the way. So that, by the way, should be the title of this episode. <laughs> the the friends they made along the way. Yeah, or the, the real friend they the, made. The real <laughs> villain was the friend they made along the way. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Do you think that they just had like a bunch of scheduling issues, and they couldn't get it? Like they couldn't get the episodes in the order that they wanted. Because I, I feel like Metatron showed up like in the eleventh hour of this season. Well, it seems like his plan. One of the nice things about like complex, smart villains is watching a villain's plan come together. And once again, I will use Hannibal as a counterexample. <laughs> so, season one, the season one finale of Hannibal is probably the best like season finale of anything ever in that it's fucking perfect seeing the way that Hannibal has like set up his dominoes and watching them fall is so so satisfying um so I think we get the same thing in Supernatural with Yellow Eyes like Yellow Eyes' plan works perfectly even after he's dead, which is just fucking mm. impressive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't seem like his plan does because he lies to Sam because demons lie about why he was turning children into demon blooded children, kids. psychic yeah. kids. Yeah. But um, at the end of season four, everything comes together, Lucifer is released, and we, the audience, get to set back and go, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Yellow Eyes is a goddamn badass. Yeah. Because Metatron was introduced last episode, and everything concerning the Angel Trials had, well, he was introduced two episodes ago, and everything concerning the Angel Trials happened like in half of the last episode and all of this episode it doesn't really feel like metatron planned any of this as opposed to like stumbled dick first yeah into it, it really seemed like he's just yeah. kind of taking advantage advantage of a situation that's already in motion yeah it's less that he had a master plan that he spent like months or even years working to to put together so that we could you know after it's completed see all the threads just sort of untangle and 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 marvel at how like fucking badass metatron is and more like he saw a dog on the street and was like oh it'd actually be pretty convenient for me to kick it now you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's just less impressive yeah and then compare that to crowley who has just been seeming to play catch up the entire time and gets tricked extremely easily this episode um and abaddon who 
was also out of the picture for most of the season and got dispatched crazy easily this episode. And then the other villain we had was Naomi. And she had a face turn. Yeah, it was kind of like Naomi and Metatron were just in the same revolving door. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, I think the main villain for the season was uh, Kevin. That's, That's who it was. You know what? No, the main villain for the season is God. He should have made his tablets easier to translate. And, yeah. and stuck around so that his okay, kids well, would okay. I, I, I had a question about Kevin because I thought at the beginning of this season or whenever he got introduced as a prophet, he was able to just mm-hmm. read the tablet because he, he had the power. Was that not the case? Like, I thought he could just read it. No. So, no, he's got to, like, he's got to, like, focus on it to see shit. Oh, and it's very, like, physically taxing for him. Yeah. You have to remember, when Prophets were introduced, that was two showrunners ago. Do you know how long that's been? And it's not like two? they have two show. Yeah, that was, uh, Eric Kripke was when the first Prophet was introduced. Oh, because it was Chuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if but that Chuck was God. Really counts. Yeah. All right, I'll give it to you. It was it, one showrunner ago, and it's not like we have yeah. a record. You know, where? How would we even find yeah. out how they treated prophets back in season seven? Like, so it's confusing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um. I I am okay with this little I don't know if you'd even call it a retcon, but I'm okay with this little change. It does it did seem like at the end of season seven, Kevin was just not having the issues he was having reading the mm. tablet. Um, because I think he does translate it pretty easily, but I could be wrong about that. S- we watched season seven like ten years ago. Uh, yeah. I was a younger person and I definitely had more hair back then. Um so yeah, I, I'm okay with that change that it's like stressful and taxing and it takes a while. But I do think that that's something that the new showrunner Jeremy Carver has brought. I don't think it was necessarily intended when profits okay. were introduced. So, which was technically season five. But yeah, that was Chuck. And Chuck is not technically a prophet. He's technically God. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I meant most um, like prophet as we currently know it. Or... Is he a prophet? Because he's like, because Kevin's thing is he's able to read the word of God. And with Chuck, that situation was he was basically writing the gospel of Winchester. Yeah. So So, uh, to me, that's different. So uh i should what this is telling me is i need to do freak of the week on profits because i don't think i actually have (laughs) um and i'm going off like memories of uh bible school and it's been a while kids so settle down but it's time for ari sunday school (laughs) (laughs) so prophet has hymns (laughs) yeah (laughs) jesus loves me this i know okay um Prophets, the word prophet has a couple of different meanings. It not only means um, 
one thing. Ha 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 Okay, so prophet. Um, a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God. But like it also is the root for prophecy. Right. Or like prophetic, which is, you know, a divine message, um, usually a future vision, uh, a revelation of divine will, that sort of thing. But yeah, so all prophet means is an individual who's regarded as a being in contact with a divine being and is said to speak on behalf of that being, serving as an intermediary with humanity by delivering messages or teachings from supernatural, supernatural source to other people. That's why I think prophets show up in a bunch of different flavors. So you have the prophet um, Isaiah, who was recording mm-hmm. prophecies, uh, and at least in the Christian Bible, and I know in uh, the Jewish teachings it is different, but Christians believe that the prophet Isaiah like predicted right. Jesus. Um, so he's also, by the way, where we get the... Nope, I'm not going to say that because I'm not 100% sure. I was going to say I'm pretty sure prophet Isaiah is where we get the whole like Lucifer mm-hmm. mistranslation in the King James Bible. You know, he meant he was talking about uh, a Babylonian king, but he said yeah. Morning Star, and people mistranslated that. But don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure that's true. Um, but then you also have like the writers of the Gospels, who I'm also pretty sure are referred to as prophets. So you've got in Supernatural the prophet Chuck and the prophet Kevin. And in this case, Kevin is reading, able to read God's word and translate it, translate his divine will, but he doesn't have the gift of prophecy. And Chuck was writing new gospels. So I think it works for both of them, you know, but at the same time, supernatural is not and never has been the most biblically accurate so there is that. It's as accurate as it is, like, consistent with its own lore. <laughs> yeah. So they play fast and loose with a, body, a bunch of stuff. And honestly, I think part of that is to, like, attract Christian viewers. You know um, what's funny is... Because yeah, you're able I, to separate uh, it, you know? I heard someone say, or uh, someone told me the other day they were talking to someone about Supernatural, and they said, "Oh yeah, I dropped off of Supernatural when they started getting into all the God stuff." And I was like, "What? <laughs> That's when it gets fucking bananas." <laughs> yep, that is when it gets fucking bananas. <laughs> also, they introduced se- demons yeah. in like season one. You watched? I mean, what did you watch? Like five episodes? Things. <laughs> That's that's true. They don't. Um, yeah, I totally anyways, lost. The I forgot plot. what we were talking about. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> yep. Kevin, by the way, uh, finally gets taken to the bunker where he should have been. Yeah, like for since real. they found the bunker, take Sam and Dean. Take care of this boy. He did not ask for this. Yeah. <laughs> Please take care of him. He is like 19 years old at most. Oh, poor Kevin, too. Uh, Dean was like, no keggers. And Kevin was just like, I have no friends. 
I, right? Which, so sad. Which I think so sad. is even more hilarious being said towards Sam and Dean. Because that's like, I don't see you fuckers as friends. I have no friends. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Uh, you know what? I would also not see the 30-year-old men who destroyed my life as friends either. Yeah. <laughs> if I were 19 years old. Um, yeah, poor Kevin. And he doesn't do a lot this episode other than he starts to translate the angel tablet and he's there when, like, the magic Geiger counter goes off in the bunker. Mm -hmm. So he's able to, like, call Dean and be like, you know, something big is happening. Um, that, of course, is all of the angels falling to Earth. Uh, I want to talk about Naomi real quick. Yeah. I, I like Naomi. 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 I like Naomi a lot. And I like the actress who plays her. Her name is Amanda Tapping. She's a British-Canadian actress. Um, As in she's she, from British Columbia, or she's of British and Canadian descent? She was born in England. Ah, oh, okay. And oh. so her national... But she moved to Canada at a very young age, so she has dual citizenship with both England and Canada. Neat. That's cool. Yeah. Um, she is best known for playing Samantha Carter in Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, and Stargate Universe. Ah. And she also stars as Helen Magnus in Sanctuary. So, uh, coming to an LSA near you, um... Earthsea. Earth, it's fucking Earth. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> We're not doing artsy. <laughs> I was curious if Ari would remember that. <laughs> I've she, been waiting on that for about 24 fucking hours. She's in. Okay. I feel quick like. Quick aside. I feel quick. like I wanted to do Stargate for uh, LSA because I think Grambles is in Stargate mm. as well. He's in one of them. Grambles is in fucking everything. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. We could be fat and happy for years off of uh, Grample's IMDb page. <laughs> um, okay, so real quick aside, The Legend of Earthsea is a book series uh, by Ursula K. Le Guin, and they're beautiful. They're fucking awesome, okay? They're just really well written, and Ursula K. Le Guin is amazing, and they're really interesting, and the way that they do magic is really interesting, and the stories are beautiful, and they make me cry. They're so good. There's A Wizard of Earthsea, The Tombs of Atuan, The Farthest Shore, and then uh, later they she added some books in like the 90s that I haven't read, but those three are really good. And they made sci-fi, back when it was spelled correctly, made a miniseries, and they fucked it up, like, real bad. You know, it's been a long time since I've had a fun discussion about Siffy. No, Siffy. Siffy. S-Y-F-Y. That's how Sci-Fi spells their channel now. Yeah, because it's cool yeah. and fun. Now, they've spelled it that way for at least ten years. I yeah, know, and yeah. I still, I still remember. We remember when it the was uh, when it was the <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, yeah. hey, guess who else is in the Earthsea miniseries? Sebastian Roche. So I guess we're fucking <laughs> doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know what? Y'all have to wait for me to reread the books because I'm going to fucking tear it apart because it's <laughs> real bad. It's real bad, guys. I know sci-fi kind of has a reputation for being kind of shitty, but a lot of that is undeserved. Well, okay, it's not undeserved. They have, they've put out a lot of schlock. But part of that is kind of on purpose. They do a lot of B-movies, like Stonehenge Apocalypse. That oh, was a yeah, fucking for sure. They're television shows run a range of mm, to pretty good yeah, the magicians um, was pretty good it had good production quality yeah the magicians is fucking great and i also don't think you can judge like a fantasy and sci-fi series based on their special effects especially pre like 2000 and yeah 10 you know because mm. cgi has become way more prevalent recently and it's 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 caused shows to look mm -hmm. really really good but the writing of any television show can be good no matter what the budget sure. is you know same with the acting and stuff like that so i don't really when i watch an older like genre television show i'm not really looking for um like how good the special effects look or even stuff like costumes and setting as long as the writing is there and the acting is good then i'm into it uh yeah. earthsea has not has nothing good in it it's all bad and it has a pretty good cast too i mean it's got danny glover and sebastian roche and amanda tapping apparently and then also the guy who plays iceman and i guess he's fine and the woman who plays, uh, who played the love interest in Smallville, mm. Lana Lang. Anyways, all right, back to the supernatural. Back to the genre television show we're supposed to be watching. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but I like I like Naomi, and I liked Amanda Tapping, and I I think her character is interesting and I'm, I'm bummed out that she's dead they could have done so much more yeah, with, with her Naomi. i agree for sure i yeah. i feel like they were trying to perpetuate some mystery around her but i don't know if it ever got solved or if we ever got any answers like one thing i'm not sure of is is she like um so her and and metatron have a conversation and metatron talks about the archangels mm -hmm. wanting to find him and to me i was given the vibe that like naomi was kind of like the boss of the archangels mm, yeah or because she also like no she's the debriefer or something I I don't I don't really know I don't understand what her actual heaven role is was. I I look at Naomi as kind of a heaven KGB. Mm. Yeah. Right. So I think I don't think she's in charge. I would look at um like. Uh, you know the arch the archangels as like the ones who are in charge and by archangels I mean exclusively Michael and Raphael because Lucifer was in the cage and Gabriel fucked off um, and I think it was her job to kind of like root out 
uh, insubordination and then fix it by any means necessary. And those means were casual brainwashing and memory erasing. Um, And then once Michael and Raphael were taken out of the picture, it left heaven in scrambles and she got a lot more power in its absence. But Metatron says uh, last episode, he was like, hey, I took a little peeksy at heaven after being out of the game for so long. And I realized that it's not just Naomi vying for power up there. There's a shit ton of different factions, most of whom we don't even know about. I can only assume that these factions are left over from season six's civil war and uh. they just never have really been resolved. And it makes sense why they wouldn't be. Angels are mortal and extremely old. So things moving at a snail's pace means nothing to them. Right. Like, they're, they're literal eons. Who gives a shit if it takes, you know, three years to figure out who's going to rule heaven now? But I also think that part of that is the angels are not really built to rule. And we find out that they have spent, you know, most of their existence having their memories wiped and their brains washed so that they stay in line as good little soldiers. So the concept of choice is kind of a big deal for them, right? Being in charge is just kind of like weird mm-hmm. so i think that's what naomi's role is gotcha. i don't think i don't think there's i think if if you had if i had to sum up the season i would say in like one sentence i would say they reached for the stars and they landed like in australia because they definitely tried <laughs> yeah right there there were clearly big plans. Jeremy Carver had a lot of ambitions for this season, but with the poor pacing and the kind of like scrambling to figure out what the main storyline and what the main villain was going to be, it, it left a lot of things just kind of underdeveloped and uninteresting. So there were really big ambitions and they tried really hard and they managed to put together something pretty good, but at the end of the day, it just kind of falls mm-hmm. flat. Yeah. I really don't think there's much else to Naomi other than that she's Angel, you know, Angel Big Brother. She's mm. the she's the J. Edgerman. Yeah. Mm. She yeah. Or a McCarthy. Yeah, oh, McCarthy, type, that's a right? good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. R- rooting out angelic <laughs> communists. <laughs> you know? So putting them on the blacklists and shit. So yeah. But, you know, this episode, she's kind of like, ah, maybe, maybe being angelic McCarthy is a bad thing. (laughs) Um, She had, you know, she says heaven was supposed to protect humanity. I don't know how we how we lost sight of that. And, you know, that's a nicer sentiment than we get from most angels in this show. So I'll take it. Uh, I also just find her character type interesting, and it would have been nice if she hadn't died, but um, she's also uh, one of the four flavors of women that die yeah. in this show. So, Oh, you mean so she's a woman who dies in this show? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. At any moment in time, the four flavors of women are in mortal peril. Mm-hmm. Okay? At, and literally at any moment. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are wondering, the four flavors of women are something that I came up back in like season six, and it's, um, oh my god, uh, bitch, 
mother, sister, or lover. And then, and yeah. then the secret fifth flavor is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think I literally named the episode where we talked about that four flavors. Yeah. So if you are interested in going back and learning about uh, in more detail about the four flavors of women in Supernatural, you can you can find it pretty easy. Yeah, it's a season six episode. Um, I don't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure it's when Eve is introduced or like around then. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And please understand, there are cross there's crossover with all of the four flavors. Even oh yeah, it's it's the biggest Venn diagram you can think yep. of. It's a it's a five circle Venn diagram. Yep. <laughs> because it's the it's the four circles and they all come together. Yep. And where all four of them meet in the middle is dead. Yep. <laughs> so um but yeah, just know at any time, somewhere in the supernatural universe, a woman is being murdered to further a man's plot line. To build his character. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I just had an idea of like a Calvin and Hobbes comic, and it's like, Mom, why do all of my female friends have to die? It builds character, Calvin. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so um, what, did, what did y'all like about this episode? What did you enjoy? Uh, it had really great cinematography. Especially, uh, like, the entire sequence of Sam and Crowley at the church. Any shot at or in the church was absolutely beautiful. Um, The ending scenes were really good. Just all around, like, chef's kiss camera work in this episode. Kind of going off of that, I really enjoyed the soundtrack for this episode. Particularly the song that played when all the angels were falling. Yeah. as the mounting horror horror realization like happens on Dean's face, um, what played in the background was like a really beautiful song with some choir chanting. Mm-hmm. It was just gorgeous. Uh, go back and listen to it because it's really awesome. Yeah, I, I I feel like they did a good job with that because it was thematically appropriate, like. We definitely couldn't have had the same effect of uh, the angels falling out of heaven with literally any classic. Like if 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 fucking like the solo from Stairway to Heaven was playing while the mm-hmm. angels were falling down, I would have been like, "Fuck off, fuck a hundred percent of the way off." So I'm glad that they did not opt for a classic rock song. <laughs> Now, there is a Velvet Revolver song that would have been hella fitting. No. Yes. Don't say it. Yes. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. I'm, I'm pulling it up so I don't fall to pieces. No! Revolver. No! <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fitting, but what we got no! was fine. <laughs> I guess. God. Is Velvet <laughs> Revolver appropriate in any situation? Hell yeah, it is. No. Fourteen-year-old <laughs> Travis would have agreed with you, <laughs> but right now Travis says no. Yeah, thirty-year-old Ben and fourteen-year-old Ben. God, agree. 
Thirty-year-old Ari has never listened to Velvet hey, Revolver and doesn't know what song you're, you're talking about. You're a better person than both of us for it. <laughs> nah. eh, I already knew that, but anyways, um, yeah, that ending scene just so good and the song is so good and the cinematography works and we're cutting back and forth between all of our lead characters so good yeah oh yeah you know what's something that didn't happen this season that's happened in several most other seasons and it's because we didn't really have a big bad sam and dean don't mount like a final assault against a common like one enemy yeah yeah like the climax of the past three seasons have been confronting the big bad but this season it was a conversation between sam and dean and oh what a conversation it was So here's the conversation. Uh, I am reading this word for word off of IMDb's quotation page. So if it's wrong, at IMDb about it, not me. It starts out with saying, okay, so basically set up. Dean, in the 11th hour of Sam completing the trials, rushes over to Sam and is like, hey, don't finish the last one. You'll die. And Sam's response is, so what? And we talked about this yesterday, and we'll talk about it again today, by God, because that audio is lost forever. Uh, Dean can't yeah. survive without Sam. If Sam dies over the course of the show, at least as Dean stands now, uh, Dean's going to show up in a river three days later. Like, he's not going to make it. And we have been shown that literally over and over again. Um including at the end of season five, beginning of season six. So you know how at the end of season two, Sam dies and Dean immediately brings him back with a demon deal. And then season five ends with Dean going and living in with Lisa and having a conversation with her and Mm -hmm. not trying to see, bring Sam back. That is what we call a character arc, right? (laughs) Dean started out being unable to live without Sam, but then he is able to have a life after Sam. Because the show continued, that character arc is walked back. And now Dean is back where he is in the end of season two. He can't live without Sam. It's not a character arc. It's a character egg. Yeah. We've We've gone full circle. We've gone full egg. Yep. So, um, this is the conversation, the climax of this episode. Uh, Sam starts out, look at him, look at him, look how, I'm not an actor, look how close we are. Other people will die if I don't finish this. (laughs) And Dean says, think about it, think about what we've done, huh? Pulling souls from hell, curing demons, hell, ganking a hellhound. We have enough knowledge on our side to turn the tide here, but I can't do it without you. Will somebody do this with me? Will somebody read uh, Sam while I read Dean? It's on IMDb. Yeah, well, uh, give me a second to pull it up. Okay. I, I always have IMDb up because I care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have it up because I don't want my computer to crash. Yeah, that's correct. 
Ben isn't allowed to have it up anymore. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Sacrifice. Oh, God. IMDb looks different now. Oh, no. Just... Oh no, I hate this. Oh yep, god. Yep, they made it all change. Oh, they no. changed okay, it. Quotes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Where changes don't stay the same. <laughs> Start down a little bit. It starts with Sam. It's under Crowley saying, "Really Dean, I'm trying to convict. Hold on. Really Dean, I'm trying to conduct a professional negotiation here and you want to talk dangly bits?" I know that's not Crowley's accent. Don't, I was uh, making fun of British people. Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's un, it's underneath that. I don't see, this yeah. This is hilarious, by gonna, the way. I hope you keep all this. I'm not going to cut anything out of this episode. <laughs> um. Okay, good. It's, it's This is what I you get, people. It's raw. See it. Well, Rip? Okay, continuing on. Sam says, you can barely do it with me. I mean, you think I screw up everything I try. You think I need a chaperone, remember? And Dean says, come on, man, that's not what I meant. No, it's exactly what you meant. Do you want to know what I confessed in there? What my greatest sin was? Was how many times I let you down? I can't do it again. There's a little bit of more fighting. Sam's like, do you think I want my brother to trust an angel or a vampire over me? And then Dean responds, hold on. You seriously think that? Because none of it, none of it is true. Listen, man. Oh, I found it. It's too late now. Listen, man, I know we've had our disagreements, okay? Hell, I know I've said some junk that set you back on your heels, but Sammy, come on, I killed Benny to save you. I'm willing to let this bastard and all the sundry bitches that killed Mom walk because of you. Don't you dare think that there is anything past or present that I would put in front of you. It has never been like that, ever. I need you to see that. I'm begging you. And then Sam goes, how do I stop? And that's and that's their conversation essentially. I like I like how in these quotes little asterisks around the emphasis words. Yes. Yeah. Gives it character. It's it's not don't you dare. It's don't you dare. <laughs> it's not it has never. It's it is never. No, hang on. This is Dean, so it's don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so that's the conversation. And I feel mixed about it. I feel mixed. Well, I mean, yeah, because Dean was basically mocking Sam about half of this stuff before, like, literally hours ago. So the lighthearted dark conversation I referenced in the summary was Dean giving Sam. Okay, so Sam has to make a confession to purify his blood and Dean's like hey have you done this before and Sam's like yeah once when I was a kid and then Dean goes do you want some pointers this is unprompted and then Sam says yeah and then Dean goes through Sam's list of sins these sins are questionable at best one of them is not it, the whole like Sam didn't look for Dean in purgatory thing comes back. 
which like whatever we'll get to that in a second but um what also makes the list is sam coming back without his soul in season six which was very much not Mm -hmm. his fault like sam was dragged out of hell by Cass. he didn't have a choice in that he didn't choose to come back without his soul he didn't know what was happening to him for like the first half of the season And then another one was um, Ruby and Demon Blood. Yeah. And letting Lucifer out, killing Lilith. Which Dean helped in two of those. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sam was being manipulated. And there is a there is a question we can have there's a conversation we could have about like how much of a choice do you really have when you're being manipulated in a situation that mm-hmm. you cannot control. Mm-hmm. Um but I think we can all agree that like while killing Lilith ended up being the wrong mo- move, there was no way for Sam to know that. Literally everyone wanted Lilith to die. She was actively trying to yeah. kill Sam and Dean. Like, it's not insane that Sam killed her. She she was a demon who eats babies. Like, if anything, I think it's kind of weirder that Dean was so against it. And again, kind of feels like he has magic plot powers. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes when Dean's right, it's like he has legitimate reasons for feeling that way. And sometimes, sometimes it feels like the right he's reading the scripts. Yeah, you know. I don't know. And I didn't. I'm. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like this conversation partly because Sam was like, "Hey, I feel like I fail you all the time," and Dean's response was essentially, "You do fail me all the time, but I would do anything for you. <laughs> I've killed people for you, Sam." I mean, so, I don't know. What do you what do y'all think? Has Dean done everything for Sam? <laughs> I yeah. can tell you something was, in between your I was pants. rubbing my eyes. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's like is that really true? Cuz I, I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, the okay, here are the examples he gives in okay. the speech. He says, I killed Benny. Uh, I guess technically true. He did send Benny to almost certain death, but Benny wanted to go because... Yeah, Benny was willing to go. Yeah, Benny, Benny had a whole thing about how, you know, he doesn't fit into this world and... It's just not for him anymore, and he's cool with doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, okay. And then he's also willing to let all the sons of bitches that killed mom walk because of you. Well, first of all, like, your Mary was killed by like one demon. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you gonna blame every <laughs> demon for the death of your mom? Yeah, that's you a little killed much. Killed <laughs> the one who matters. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, the show is not wrong to paint demons with a bad blood, a broad brush. Like they, 
are mostly bad people, but you've also had some demon f- friends. Kind demon of cohorts. Cohorts, yeah. yeah, that's probably better. Demon <laughs> allies, you know? Yeah. Um, Including Crowley, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a complex group. You can't just be like, they're all evil. I mean, I guess you can. They are demons, but still feels a little strange. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, other things he's done for Sam. Uh. Um. He helped take care of him when he was a child. Yeah. I guess that's a pretty big one. Um. Um, okay, so here's another thing. <laughs> he made him burgers that one time in the bunker. Dean Dean will always let's let's just say Dean for the most part will bend over backwards for Sam whether Sam wants it or not. That's true. Oh. And I that's not always a good thing. Yeah. Actually, I was about to bring up and I can't believe I didn't think of this. Dean did sell his soul to bring Sam back to life. Yeah. Yeah. And he did go through a lot of trouble to get Sam's soul back. Um, So that was good. Uh, He did listen to Sam the one time. Sam was like, hey, when I die, don't come look for me. Uh, He did beat the shit out of Sam um, several times. But then Sam's also got into a fight with him. Oh, he lets Sam borrow the Impala, a car that is also his, whatever he wants, and he only punched him for it, like, one time. One time. time. So that's pretty good. He sort of taught Sam how to work on it after being kind of a whiny whinerson throughout the rest of the fucking season. He has saved Sam a lot. And, yeah, Travis is right. Like, Dean... Dean would absolutely move heaven and earth for Sam. I'm not saying that's not true. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that he doesn't do things for Sam. But a lot of the stuff he does is, I think, within the realm of what most people would do for their siblings and loved ones. Um, You know, if it were in the realm of possibility. Like, if one of my siblings died, God forbid, I would absolutely do whatever I could to bring them back if you know magic Mm -hmm. was available and it didn't mean me also dying well okay I guess that's Dean going a little further but sometimes it's like not good like Travis said minutes ago you know that's why like they had an entire conversation about being willing to let each other go if they died because every Mm -hmm. time they bring each other back fucked up shit happens yeah yeah. My main issue is not the fact that Dean doesn't do stuff for Sam or isn't willing to do anything for him. It's that Sam was like, hey, I kind of want to die because, you know, I feel like I'm not a good brother to you. And Dean was like, we've had our disagreements, but. There is, don't think there's anything past or present that I would put in front of you. It has never been like that. 
and I just don't think that's like a yeah. great response. Yeah. Like, all of this is to say that this conversation did not make me feel emotions. Yeah. If anything, it made me feel like, no, you, like, Dean, I love Dean very much. Is Dean a good brother? In, like, a lawful good sort of way, yeah, but he's always a dick about it. And it feels like he's just sort of gaslighting Sam into being like, I've always been a great brother to you. I've never been a dick to you mm -hmm. while slapping him in the face. Yeah. It also doesn't help that I feel like I've seen this conversation before. So it's just like, okay, guys, we get it. You care about each other a lot and you do anything for each other, blah, 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 blah. And Sam's having feeling of worthlessness. Um, we've been here before. It's season eight. Can we find new emotional problems to tackle? Yeah. Do we have to do this every season finale? from here at ad infinitum I don't think to be fair to Dean I don't think that Dean is a bad brother to Sam I think Sam and Dean have an unhealthy familial relationship oh for sure yeah. and it is also unique in that it is not possible for any real human to have this relationship also they're fictional characters mm-hmm so I would say that Sam and Dean are usually kind of bad to each other, even though they do care about each other a lot. But they have their issues, man. Mm -hmm. It's Very weird. So. It's it's weird to be like, hey, letting your family member die is actually the healthy thing to do because in the real world that would be insane. But you also can't like bring somebody back to life in the real world in the in this fictional world where bringing somebody back to life has serious cosmic consequences like every time it happens then yeah letting your brother go when he's dead is the correct thing to do in this situation totally normal to have a grieving process but at the end of the day like you got to move on yeah. Um, this, this season, however, would say that actually, no, it's the wrong thing to do. And you should search for your family members, no matter what, uh, letting them die, even when they want to, is actually the bad thing to do here. Um, you should keep them on earth, no matter the consequences, even if they're mad at you about it. I jumped ahead a little bit. That's on me. I'm sorry. Um, that's all right. Mm -hmm. Let's get back to this episode. Uh, yeah, so it, it just, it just falls a little flat, I think, their conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not as, it's not as emotionally touching as it normally, as, as these brotherly moments normally is. I mean, yeah. honestly, I'm just kind of like numb to their brotherly moments because you're right. Like we've seen this conversation before and like how many brotherly moments can they have? Yeah. I think the last brotherly conversation they had that made me, like, fucking tear up was the season five finale. Yeah. Yeah. When Dean was like, "It's a, you're good, I'm with you, I'm here, I'm not going to let you go, I'm not going to let you do this alone. I was like, he's not. Oh, my God. So beautiful. And that, that was really good. Mm -hmm. Um. 
<clears throat> yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about, oh, real quick, I want to mention something else about Sam and these trials. So, last episode, Sam brought up the fact that when he was a child, he read one of the tales about um, one of King Arthur's knights. I am 95% sure that was Lancelot. Yeah, someone like that. It was about Lancelot going on a quest and how Sam, even as a child, believed that he was too dirty to go on a quest like this. And he feels like the trials are purifying him. So that is probably part of why Sam is like, I'm going to complete these trials no matter what. And those feelings are not addressed this episode. At no point does somebody pull Sam aside and be like, hey, you're a good fucking person and it does not matter that somebody put demon blood in you when you were a baby and that you were set up to be the um, fucking vessel of Lucifer. None of that has anything to do with who you are as a person, which is ultimately a good person who has saved a lot of lives. So you doing these trials does not matter. You are already pure in spirit, even if your body has been violated by all manner of things possessing it. Um, and I feel like it was set up last episode and there was no payoff for it. And I think I'm yeah, a little confused by that. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. To me, to me, it felt like, hey, guys, remember yeah, Demon Blood? It was that like was a callback for that. Oh, yeah. And I was glad of that callback. Yeah. But now it's just, you're right. It's just kind of like, is there a, a, was there a point? Yeah. yeah. Other than like a depressing <laughs> Sam moment. <laughs> got to get in that, uh, got to get in that sweet, sweet uh, uh, sadness. That sad boy mm. charm. I just want to lap up their tears. <laughs> I want to lick. I want to lick the tears from Sam and Dean's face. <laughs> that was me, circa like I don't know, two thousand and five. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about Cass. Where's Cass at? He is no. not doing well. By the way, last episode, Travis, when you mentioned like, oh, I predict yeah. Cass is going to get depowered for like, so that he can't help Sam and Dean with anything. I was like, oh my God, what if though? If only. Yeah. I mean, like, this is just <coughs> a every season event at this point. Something's going to happen to Cass. Because in season six. Yeah. What was it in season six? He was just busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Season six, he, he was busy. didn't have time. Season seven, he was yeah. blown up. Uh, yeah. And then he was in purgatory for a lot of the season. And, and then he was off finding himself. And then he fucked off with the angel tablet after they found it. And uh, and now he's human. And that, 
I am so pumped for. Hell yeah, human cast. Cannot wait. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. How do you, how are you, can you give me some human cast predictions, Travis? What do you think well, it's going to be I like? Well, I feel like we got a little bit of taste of human cast back in season five, right? Oh, yeah, he, he was de-angling, so, you're right. So uh, maybe it'll be like that, and we'll just have crazy orgy cast back. That Hell would be yeah. uh, pretty sweet. Um, Not going to yeah. confirm or deny anything. I don't know. Maybe he'll just <laughs> like get really into drinking like Dean. I need Cass to like not be manipulated so easily by one person for like a season I, if we if we could have that that would be great that would be great but we've kind of learned why he is the way he is like just from like eons of his brain being scan uh, scrambled by naomi yeah i yeah because if i if I remember anything from Harry Potter, is repeated. Yeah, repeated like, brainwashing will um, they'll really mess you up. Can fuck, fuck up you your up. Brain. Yeah. I think he's looking. I think it's just because of his daddy issues slash god issues. I, I think it's a little That's column fair. A, little column yeah. nine. Hey. Yeah. So I think he just I think he just is like, oh, an older male angel who kind of knows what they're talking about. Uh, hell, yeah, I have been missing this for so long. <laughs> and just he's just like, I'm there. I'm in it. Um, yeah. So and what do you all think about Metatron's, I guess, technically heel turn? Yeah, we talked about it, a little bit about in the beginning of the episode, but we haven't talked about like him as an nowhere. evil guy. And yeah, we talked about how it was just like him yeah. kind of taking opportunity where he saw it. And I guess it's a defensive move mm -hmm. for him because he didn't want to get drilled by Naomi. No, I think because he he suggests the trials oh, to Cass. Oh, he right, knows right, what they right, do. Right. He knows that they don't. Yeah, that they don't shut up heaven. Like I think he decided. Dean was like, "Hey, dumbass, you need to actually do something and not just sit mm -hmm. around here reading and hiding from the world." And he was like, "I'm going to take the right wrong <laughs> message from this pep talk." Hey, Dean, I heard what you said, and oh boy, do I have a solution problem problem for you. You know, like, it's it's like when you, I don't know, give a kid a, micro, or a microphone, bleh, uh, um, microscope, a microscope. What are you thinking what of? What am I thinking of? A seeing eyeglass. I'm thinking of a, not a seeing eyeglass. What is it? They're like round. A magnifying and glass? And detectives look through them. God, a magnifying glass. You started a microphone. <laughs> I didn't even know where we were going. Y'all, I'm having I'm having a stroke. I don't know what to tell you. It's like when you give a kid a magnifying glass, and they're like, "Oh man, they're gonna go look at shit up close," but then they start setting ants on fire. 
There it is, everyone. My brilliant metaphor that took so long to get to. I'm tired of talking. You guys talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I can't get words right. Everything's confusing and terrible. We're using a new um, system. I don't know what's happening. It, yeah. No one likes change. But, yeah, I don't know. Metatron's whole thing. I don't know. Like, I, I, it, it, it just comes out of nowhere a little bit. And I don't understand what his motivations are besides wanting to not like not be chased around by archangels anymore but the archangels are gone so I don't know what his big deal is well Naomi states his big deal it's revenge among like against heaven for something yeah. Being yeah. mean to him. Oh, right. the other he's angels picked on, on me. Really weak ground. Like he's building, he's building his temple on sand right now. See, yeah. and it's crazy because I feel like the perfect motivation is right fucking there. He even talks about it in the episode, um, because he's talking to Naomi and he's like, "Do you know what it's like to just be an angel and then be plucked from obscurity?" by god and then subsequently abandoned yeah he didn't ask for this like he was just a normal dude he wasn't an archangel in the angel pecking order he had not a whole lot of power and then suddenly he is one of the most important angels in heaven and then god foop disappears and he's stuck with <laughs> Michael and Raphael. I'd yeah. fucking leave too. <laughs> like, so his his motivations are the same as Lucifer's. He's got fucking abandonment issues. Combined with the fact that he was put on a pedestal for so long and then consequently kicked off of it because the other angels treated him like shit. Maybe that's what we're supposed to understand his motivations are. I just don't. I just don't know if they like stated it. Yeah, I do remember him being like, "I've been, I was a just normal angel plucked yeah, from obscurity." Yeah, that that was like that's I remember definitely that part of his big thing. Yeah. So he's one of the few angels that like held counsel with God. It's Castiel has to ask him what's God, what God is mm -hmm. like. He's never even met the man. Most angels haven't. Which, by the way, his response to what is God yeah, like is great. fucking hilarious. It's a uh, kind of yeah. sexist, what you would expect, but fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the jokes yeah. did come. The back. jokes. The jokes came back. Oh this yeah, the whole the whole sequence of, of uh, Crowley and Sam and Dean going over the um, contract for their like terms of surrender. That was fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Also, Crowley's. Um, so the reason why Crowley and Sam realized that the human blood is working is uh, after 
Sam dispatches dispatches of Abaddon again really quickly. Like she's built up a lot and then gets taken care of in like two seconds. Um, which she'll be back. She didn't die, but mm-hmm. she's not much of a threat this episode, I guess, is what I'm saying. But uh, Crowley, Crowley's like Sam. Sam starts like picking him up, and Crowley's trying to convince Sam that they're like brothers in arms because they've been through this Abaddon thing together. And Crowley says, um, like Sam starts like repairing the devil's trap. And Crowley's like, are you joking? I just saved your life. And Sam says, seriously? And Crowley goes, seriously? Me? Seriously? We just shared a foxhole, you and I. We beat back the Tet Offensive. Outrun the the Rape of Nanking together. And still you're going to do this to me? Ah, ah, Band of Brothers, the Pacific. None of this means anything to you. All those motels and you never once watched HBO? Not once? Girls? You're my Barney Moose. And Hannah, she just needs, she needs to be loved. She deserves it. Don't we all, you, me, we deserve to be loved? I deserve to be loved. I just want to be loved. And that's like Crowley's like breakdown. God, I feel that. Like, I feel that in my heart of hearts. Yeah. This yeah. has to, this, it has to be one of the best Crowley moments of the season. And also, it's just hilarious that he thinks Sam and Dean had the time or access to HBO. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong because that's like a selling point of a lot of like cheap motels. They'd be like, "Is it really?" Mm, I'm, I don't I really think I've ever HBO. stayed in a motel with HBO. Oh yeah, I have. rich yeah. motherfuckers. I bet oh, you can yeah. stay at a Days in. Yeah, Days in has HBO. Yeah, I can't even afford Days <laughs> in. I stay at the Sunset uh, Motel. Ari can only yeah. afford minutes in. <laughs> For real. Part of the night in. Oh, man. Gunshots outside of the windows in. So, just kidding. I sleep in my car a lot. Anyways. um, <laughs> But, yeah. So, I, I loved that. 10 out of 10. Crowley is pretty great. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Um... Don't think he's a very effective season villain, but I don't think he was ever really meant to be. He gets, he gets, uh, he gets kidnapped by Sam and nah. Dean like stupid easy. Eh, I think the way they get Crowley is pretty smart, right? I mean, it's dumb that he was caught that fucking fast, but it's smart for them. Yeah. I mean, they also have... I feel like Sam and Dean have newer tools at their disposal. Like, they probably found those cuffs in yeah, the, in the Men of Letters. Yeah. The Men of Scarlet Letters, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which they really haven't used enough. I get that they had to be mm-hmm. on consecrated ground for uh, the ritual to work, but um, they need to bring back that that Men of Letters sex dungeon. Which I'm, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way that's going to fall flaccid on us. <laughs> but, yeah. It's going to 
It's going to be fine. Season 9 is going to be the best season of Supernatural ever. That's my serious, <laughs> real, real-life prediction. So... Uh, I feel like we've I feel like we've talked a lot about this this episode. Have we? Is what I I have another thing I want to bring up, but like it's at the very end. So is there anything else we need to talk about before like that la- those last couple of scenes, and then we can kind of talk about the season as a whole? Uh, I think one thing I just wanted to mention was that they they built that church. The supernatural set crew like built. The exterior yeah, it does of the look church really good. And it looks fucking good. Um, oh, here's a little piece of trivia. This is the first season finale to not feature Jim Beaver as Bobby Singer. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Oh, also, only yeah. one person dies this episode, which is pretty good for Supernatural. Yeah. So. I think we looked it up last mm-hmm. night. I think there's been like six episodes of Supernatural to- Total where nobody died. So, not bad. Um, the last thing I want to talk about... I So, we've talked about how Metatron is maybe not the most like compelling villain. But, that's not to say that I don't um, like him or that Curtis Armstrong doesn't do a great job. Because he really does. Hmm. And I think. Oh yeah, he's awesome, and we're so we're definitely going to see yeah. him in. Season and I nine think his too, best right? scene is when he has Cass dead to rights and is stealing Cass's grace and turning him human. He says right before, like Cass doesn't realize what's happening. The audience barely realizes what's happening. And right before he turns Cass human, or right after he turns Cass human, he says to him, um, now something wonderful is going to happen for me and for you. I want you to live this new life to the fullest. Find a wife, make babies. And when you die and your soul comes to heaven, find me, tell me a story. And the way Curtis Armstrong plays it is so threatening. And Cass is tied down to this um, chair and he's just had his grace stolen. And it's just fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um. So kudos to... Uh, Mr. Armstrong for pulling that off. Chef's kiss. That was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about the 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 gay uh, bartender. Oh yeah, and his patron. We got to talk about that real quick because that oh, was really yeah. cute. And also another queer couple that hasn't died, or not, neither one of them have died yet. <laughs> that was great. So Sam and Dean get free beers when they go to the bar the second time because uh, the bartender thinks that Cass saved his life, uh, which he kind of did by not trying to kill all those angels. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And later they're watching and this woman comes in and she's their like beer person, their beer vendor. Mm -hmm. And Dean's like, all right, here we go. Here's here's the cupid moment and the and then she leaves and like nothing really happens and then this bartender and his patron both watch the tv and they see somebody bow hunting on tv and they're like that was cool and then at the same they say it at the same time and then they look at each other and the bartender's like hey the next one's on me 
and love blossoms before everybody's eyes, and it's super cute. And now we have two and a half queer couples on the show that haven't died, because I'm counting Charlie as half of a queer couple. She's dated people. It's she's yeah. she, she had that fairy thing going on in LARP and the Real Girl. So I'm counting it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, um, all right. Any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns about this episode in particular? I have a question, uh, and it's for Travis. And it's not really about the episode, so if we've got anything else to talk about the oh. episode, now's the time. Uh, I was going to read off some of the reviews, but hit, hit us with that question first. Travis, what's the most wackadoo way? Because, all right, who do you think next season's Big Bad is going to be? Um, I think it's going to be a one-two punch of Metatron okay. and Abaddon. What's the most wackadoo way you think Metatron is going to be a big bad? The yep. most wackadoo way? Oh, God. Well, he's obviously going to be the only angel that is actually an angel. And I think he's going to just fuck with Sam and Dean almost like Gabriel style. Just because he can. I feel like me and Ari are silently staring at one another. We are in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just pick how you think he's going to fuck with them. Like, just pick one singular way. Because I, I, I kind of want it on, on record, but I'm also just curious where you think the show's going to go. Mystery spot, but it's cast that dies every time. <laughs> no, I, no, probably not. Interesting. Um, Fuck, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I, let's... I think Oh, sorry. Go on. I was going to say, what's funny is it's going to be like, Ari, what you got? Uh, oh, ah, you tricked me. Okay. Um, here's a little fun fact from the Sacrifice Wikipedia page. The episode received critical acclaim, many citing it as the best finale, season finale since Swan Song. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll give them that. I mean, because season six and season seven's finales were really not that great, considering that both season six and season seven's finales both happened a couple episodes into yeah. the next season. So, oh, that's something that I thought while watching this episode. If the show ended here, I think I would be okay with it. As long as Sam actually managed yeah. to close hell, even if he died during the course of it. Yeah. And also there, maybe the angel thing doesn't happen. There was discourse in the Tyke Miller household uh, when this episode, when we first watched this episode together, oh, was whether or not uh, oh, yeah. the show was going to end with this. But alas, it was not to be. Yeah. Mm, nope. Little, mm, little did gone. they know that a darkness was rising in the West. For another ring had been made without 
the knowledge of, I don't know, Eric Kripke. <laughs> All right. Uh, here are, I, I, you know what? Before we get into user reviews, I will say this. I'm excited for season nine. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to all your fine faces about how like, oh, season nine is actually a really good season. I really love it. But uh, I'm excited to watch it again. It's been a couple of years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Maybe, maybe just like season uh, eight, watching it week to week will give me a new perspective on it. Season maybe. 10 can yeah, die maybe. in a fucking cold, though. That is a truly <laughs> awful season. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm, I'm right with you there. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think season 10, because yesterday, while we, were, why, while we were recording That Which Is Lost, I looked up, like, the worst episodes of Supernatural of all time, and some of the ones that were on there were, like, the usual suspects, like, Route 666 was on there and Bugs. Um, but... Like, over half the list was season 10, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. So I wonder if season 10 is actually <laughs> not a very well-loved season amongst the fandom. I mean, that's what... When we first started this show, people were warning me, like, hey, once you get past season 7, it's going to get yeah. rough. There was a really funny Tumblr post I found a couple years ago that was basically like all of the themes of each season of Supernatural. And I don't remember the whole post. For the first couple of seasons, it had like actual themes that they produced. But then the the, the later seasons were joke themes. But in in the post, uh, it was season seven suggested jumping off point. (laughs) <laughs> I'll try to refine that and I'll either share it in our discord for Patreon or Patreon exclusive discord, or, uh, I might, I might be able to share it on social media. We'll see. We'll see. Oh yeah. All right. So on IMDb, I'm sure y'all will not be shocked to learn that this is a very well reviewed de- episode. I'm going to read the lowest review I can find, which I believe is mm-hmm. an eight out of 10. So what wow of all the reviews on imdb yeah it's all like 10 out of 10 9 out of 10 damn Mm -hmm. and the lowest is an eight yep yeah that's okay i think oh for the season this episode is a nine for the show as we've watched so far. Seven. Mm, yeah. All right. This is a uh, eight out of ten, titled "Season Ending for Season Nine." The season ending does not tie all the subplots together, but creates new ones for season nine. Sam cannot do his job. Castiel is double-crossed and is changed. The war in heaven will go to the earth. Crowley is left hanging. I was disappointed wanting some conclusions after watching the entire season. The audience just got more questions. I believe things are worse after season eight. I wonder if Crowley will be working with the brothers now. I wonder if Castiel... Castiel and Sam will not be able to contribute to most of season nine. Will other bad guys come back? A well-made episode. The acting and directing were great. However, the finale leaves the viewer hanging. I wish there was more for the episode. I give Sacrifice an 8 out of 10. Not bad. Yeah. 
Oh, I want to read this one because I think the title is funny, and also it's by our friend Dana JS twenty four. We've read several reviews from oh, them. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I hope. I hope they find this show one day and I hope they will like message us and be like, you read all of my reviews and you guys are very mean. I promise Dana, we're not making fun of you. We just disagree sometimes. Um, I write these reviews for all of the shows I watch now, but Supernatural is on a whole different scale from the other shows. So don't get me wrong when I say pretty good and put down a nine. The finale was good, but a bit of a letdown from the Winchester side as I really wanted the demons to be locked up and didn't want Sam's sad, sad, poor health to be all for naught. The casting of the angels from heaven should be interesting, but unfortunately this will be the entirety of the next season, I believe, which means we'll be seeing quite a bit of Metatron, which sucks as the actor is annoying, which is probably the point. Crowley might be forever changed by the infection of Sam's blood, which may be either good or bad, unknown at the moment. Also, the amount of blood he got from Sam's arm was a bit unrealistic. 9 out of 10. Pretty, and it's titled Pretty Good. Hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, so how much how much blood did Sam inject in the crowd? It wasn't a whole I I we don't really get to see that much of it, but it wasn't a whole lot, so I'm yeah. gonna say I'm assuming it was eight hours worth, so eight injections of I don't know I don't know how many CCs that syringe was. It, I mean, it wasn't filled very far. It was maybe to, like, the first big, like, clear indicator. Like, it may have been, like, a, a few hundred cc's, like, one or two hundred. Yeah. But nothing more than that. Like, definitely, like, at the end of that, it would, like, take a lot out of you. Yeah, I mean, some people pass out when you take out just one vial of their blood. That's so. true. Those people anemic. I uh, give a lot of blood. <laughs> um, pretty much, uh, yeah. I haven't done it this past year because of COVID, but like non-COVID times, I pretty much go as often as I can. Um with the exception of like if I've gotten a tattoo or piercing recently or been out of the country, it's mm-hmm. like I don't really have time to volunteer and I don't make enough money to like donate to places. Um, so I give blood. That's what I do. And uh, I brought this up to say that I've never passed out once, but I always act like I do. So they'll, they'll give me a little cookie and some juice. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam should have just had a little cookie and some juice if he was feeling sick because it'll just make you feel better yeah see that's all he that's needed. All needed just a little could bit of cookies r- and some juice stopped, stopped by a gas station got some like little packs of chips ahoy he would have been right as rain those would have been the, the little mini ones are perfect because you can space out over time and he's doing this over a very long period of time yeah all right, do, can I read a 10 out of 10 review and then we'll be done for reviews? Absolutely. This is by another person who we've read a lot of reviews from, Cubs and Culture. Uh, I also hope that they find our show and contact us. And again, I promise we're not making fun of you, just sometimes we disagree. Episode. Ackles, Padalecki, and Shepard all turn in some very hefty acting performances in this episode. Crowley's confession is Shepard's crowning moment in the series, and the brotherly mel- melodrama is the choicest it has been in years. I like that. I like that. I like the use of choicest. 
The final confrontation, acting, writing, directing, is some of the most compelling material the show has done since season five, parentheses, exclamation point, parentheses, and goes a long way to fully reviving the show. The episode is still a little clunky, clunky, mostly around Metatron, but the final sequence is wonderfully realized. It is one of the greatest images in the show. Season, average episode score, 8.3578 out of 10. Top three episodes. That was a little high. It is. I think I agree. Uh, top three episodes. One, Everybody Hates Hitler. Two, Sacrifice. And three, Bitten. Bottom three, 21, Heartache. 22, Man's Best Friend with Benefits. And 23, Freaks and Geeks. Season eight is a little better better overall than, uh, sorry. Season eight is a little better overall than season two. It largely returns the show to the more mythos focus of the first five seasons, and it extends the Winchester story in interesting and compelling ways. The back end of the season can stand with the best of season three to five, with little difference in quality, but the show is still uneven, as it was in season six and seven, and the lows are quite low here. Freaks and Geeks is a terrible episode, and the filler Monster of the Week episodes are getting more silly and strained. Season eight ends up continuing to improve upon the good work of season seven, uh, did after the lull of season six, but it is not a full restoration, and the show has yet to return to the greatness of the golden years. Hey, Cubs and Culture, would you like to come guest on an episode? Because, holy Holy shit, that is, uh, you pretty much just did a super, a, a, a Habcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's been every, that's been all of our episodes this season. Yeah. All right. Uh, look, do you want to talk about the season as a whole? And then we can, uh, absolutely. We can, we can yes. be done of season eight. We can wash our fucking hands from season eight. I feel <laughs> every time that we start a new season, it's like we're dipping our hands in a bucket of paint. And then when we finish a new season, it's like we're able to wash off some of that paint. But then we're just going to stick our hands in a new bucket of paint. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying our hands look like they're covered in paint. They're covered in <laughs> yeah. paint. We got, we got, the, but it's a lot of different. Mm, we got them. We look hands. like a fucking Splatoon. Yes. <laughs> we got them paint-filled hands. All right. Uh, normally, we ask questions like, "What was the best freak of the week? What are our favorite episodes? What are our least favorite episodes?" Uh, oh boy, oh boy, baby. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Do we want to start with favorites? Um, I mean, favorites for me are like, um, Hey guys, uh, we definitely have some favorite episodes. Uh, Just give us a minute. (laughs) Why do you keep asking us questions? Back away. Back up. (laughs) Nah, I mean, like a lot of the a lot of the Benny fo- Hunter Hero like is great. Bang and Blood Brother, those were cool. Um, yeah, that's a good fun episode. Like that's that's one of those episodes where if if someone was like, "Hey, what is like mid? What are what are the mid season yeah. episodes of Supernatural like?" I would show them Hunter Hiroichi. Because I think it's a good, fun episode that doesn't, like, the plot doesn't matter too much. And it's just a good, fun episode. Like, 
Hunter Haruichi is one of the episodes that made me realize why people remember still the, watched Supernatural. Um, yes, it absolutely does. Do y'all remember make, the episode Bedtime Stories from season three? It was the fairy tale episode. It has the most iconic moment of uh, season three, which is yeah. Dean calling Sam gay for knowing what Snow White is. Yeah, uh, that's that's the episode where we learned that <laughs> that Dean is sadly yeah. unable to read yep. or hear or watch things um, because he'd managed to grow up in Western culture without learning what Snow White is. It's really sad, actually. <laughs> uh, I feel like Hunter Hiroichi is what bedtime stories should have been. Like, it's got a similar theme around it, right? Yeah. People are dying in wacky fairy tale ways versus people are dying in wacky looney tunes ways yeah um except done so much better way funnier the deaths are more interesting and uh the homophobia is at a minimum so (laughs) that's pretty good um i'm also going to give a shout out to uh southern comfort Um, what's up, Tiger Mom? Yes, I was about to say Southern Comfort after Hunter Aoi. Ooh, yeah, I liked that one. What about you, Ben? What you got? Oh, as uh, time goes I remember by. Taxi Driver being really good. Uh, I enjoyed Everybody Hates Hitler. I Yes. Mm, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, like, I, 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 every time I think about season eight, I think of Bitten. And I yeah. love the premise. I love the premise, the idea of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you go back and watch it, and it's like you want this sandwich from a fast food place. Like, you've been thinking about it for a hot minute, and you just get a bad fucking sandwich from the spot. And it just yeah. puts a bad taste in your mouth. And that's what that episode is. Uh, that, so, that's what. That uh, Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. That, that train is derailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that's the episode where it's like they tried to do a parody of found footage, but then actually accidentally just did found footage. Yeah. 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 Like they should just like went whole hog and did Blair Witch Project. Yeah. I can actually think of some very simple jokes that they could have added. It is really easy to make fun of the found footage genre, y'all. It is kind of a goofy genre. Hell yeah. Um, but they, yeah, it just didn't, it just wasn't very funny or very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Pac-Man Fever did make me cry, so I'll give out a shout out to that. Any episode that made anyone cry this season, we'll go ahead and, and put on the, like, it had worth list. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, that means goodbye, uh, stranger. That's the one where like goodbye, stranger. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah goodbye, stranger has the big uh, Destiel moment. God, Dean just yeah. keeps getting so that put one has on to be like up there for me. His knees and getting the shit kicked out of him, and then being like, "Hey, I'm not gonna leave. I'm just gonna hang out." And it's always really touching <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> this season really yes. cemented Dean as main character 
versus like both brothers being main characters. Mm-hmm. This oh, is like I don't think Dean Jeremy Carver likes Sam for sure. I know. I but like there's so much of Sam's oh, God, um st- like established history that I feel like it's just kind of ignored this season or retconned. And then a bunch of stuff that could be done that would be really interesting with Sam. Mm-hmm. They just kind of I mean, there are moments like the I didn't feel like I was pure enough to go on a quest moment is pretty good. Him completing the trials, that's pretty good. But then there's a lot of shit that's like, yeah, just got kind of sad and not fun with him. Yeah. And yeah, I just I agree. I I think mm-hmm. that this is where like. The writers are just like, yeah, this is a show about brothers, one of whom is named G- Dean Winchester, born, you know, uh, the day that he was born. I don't know, Dean's birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then there's another brother, and his name is Ham? Ham something? <laughs> <laughs> his name is... <laughs> his name is something. Ham No, it has to be Ham Winchester, Bim-Bester? that's Dean's last name, and I would never forget that, but what is... Hmm. <laughs> Hamuel. Uh, went to, what is Hamuel. it? What did he do? Hammy. Hmm. Something, but I can't remember. This is, hmm. His name is Hamuel Sandwich Winchester. There it is. There Hammy it is. Sandwich at Winchester. Uh, by the way, Dean's birthday is January 24th, 1979. I looked it up. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Kevin's cool. I like him. Yeah. Kevin is nice. Yeah. No. Nope. Kevin's nice. Uh, no, they were not. They were not very nice to him throughout the whole season. Uh, they his cast, though. I will give them that. Oh, you know what was good this season? I feel like Sam's hair is coming out of its terribleness. Yeah, Sam's finally getting that long, like, Mm -hmm. that iconic, I call it the iconic Sam hair. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. from here on out, Sam's hair, it seems, just gets longer and longer. And that's pretty dope. Because like you can tell what yeah. what season is supernatural. Also, they toned down watching, the sideburns from season seven, which Sam's was hair. just like, thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You should totally hey, do, you think, do it. Do y'all, do y'all think I do it? I think that would look great on you, Travis. It's <laughs> not sarcasm. Yeah. I think I think sideburns look cool. I'm gonna make it happen. Except for Sam's, because they were too long. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could grow sideburns. I wish you could too, buddy. Thank you. That's what I'm asking for next year for Christmas is sideburns for <laughs> Travis and uh, Ben. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dear Santa Claus, if you're listening, I have a request. Um, yeah, this season, it's all right. Not as bad as I remember being. Not as yeah. good as I feel it should have been. Mm-hmm. At least it went out on a good note. 
Yes, yeah. it did. I, uh, let's talk That's about true. least favorite episodes. The rest. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give a special um, yeah. uh, terrible <laughs> shout out to Men's Best Friend with Benefits and Remember the Titans. By the way, those episodes were uh, one-two punch. They came one right after the other. It was just two yeah. really terrible weeks. Oh, God, uh, also, did. Freaks and Geeks Ugh. was not great. No. Heartache was not good. Hmm. Yep. Heartache had also, a bunch of Also, I barely remember Heartache. It feels like we reasons. recorded it 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 I remember we did. vaguely having COVID <laughs> around that time, which was like February. God, so long. So long ago. Uh, wow, yeah. yeah. Um, there were not. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, the season, yeah. LARP and the Real Girl. There weren't Wait, a whole lot season? of um, like interesting yeah, monsters okay, yeah, this season, great. especially not something we haven't seen before, but I'll go ahead and say that Benny was a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Also wish we'd seen more of him. The Reaper was really neat. That was cool. Um, I liked the Golem a lot. Mm-hmm. He was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the golem in um, Everybody Hates Hitler. I was going to say, Everybody Hates Hitler has the same energy yeah. as What's Up, Tiger Mommy, where it's like, the title, big uh, Do you guys the want a fun episode, fact about Heartache? Pretty okay. No. It was written by our favorite duo, Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross-Loving. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, taxi driver. But they yeah. had a they had an episode that we actually liked this uh, season. Did we mention? Um, yeah. Why? Former guest of the show Tom's theory about taxi driver though. I don't think we did. Um. About how it's basically like a plot episode and there's just like a rotating board of who gets credit. Uh, I don't know if this happens with Supernatural, but a lot of times in TV shows, because we told Tom, like, because he was on Man's Best Friend with Benefits, so we told Tom that the next Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Bugner episode was actually pretty good, but it was also a very heavy plot episode. And Tom was like, be aware that they probably one they might not have even written that much of it they may have made some contributions but it might have been like a group effort and two even if that's not the case it being a plot episode it has to be way more like structured and planned out than some of the than some of the episodic ones right or some of the you know freak of the week ones um so they oh, probably yeah. have less freedom which can definitely can definitely shift it. Yeah, I think a freak of the week, writing a freak of the yeah. week episode for Supernatural is like being in the Wild West. Like, you can just fucking yeah. go in guns blazing, tobacco spitting, do whatever you want. And yeah. obviously, 
Brad and I mean, Eugenie again, have it, done that. It bears repeating. Their very first episode was Route 666. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts yeah. on the season as a whole? Mm, I mean, like, I liked it better than season six, which so far has been yeah. pretty easy to beat. Um, I think I liked season seven a little bit more just because season seven had a yeah. a more cohesive plot to it. And, a, and like it had a big bad that we were chasing and yeah. was more fun and goofy in general. Um, and this like, I don't know, kind of brought the serious side back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of episodes where jokes were out of the room. Like they they told jokes yeah. to go stand outside for, for for the rest of class. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, because of the way it ended, I will okay. see season eight in a positive light. Yeah, season eight isn't bad as bad as six. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Possibly oh. nothing is as bad as season six, except for season ten. And we'll cra- we'll cross that bridge as it catches on fire. <laughs> we will. Yeah. yeah. What? If, hey guys, here's an idea. What if we just yeah. burned down that bridge before we got there? Then, then we couldn't cross it. Damn, that would. That'd be Look, impressive. I love doing this show with you guys, <laughs> and thank you so much for being my co-host. But at the end of the day, if Supernatural ever gets taken off Netflix, I don't know what we're gonna do. That's a good question. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to pick out the uh, seasons that I bought. Oh, I didn't buy any of the later seasons. I only bought seasons one through six, and I don't think I even have them anymore. Yeah, I don't know what oh, we'll fucking man. do. <laughs> Panic, I guess. You know, even if I did have the DVDs, I don't even have a oh, DVD man. player. Like, there's just nothing doing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've there got a PS4. Go. We'll go over to Travis's house DVDs. and watch it. Hell yeah! So, just like <laughs> if it, if if we ever hear tale of Netflix taking it off th- their uh, website, we have to start a letter writing campaign. We have to get it trending. Like <laughs> otherwise, yeah. this this show is going to end. I feel like we would. <clears throat> yeah, we'll just. <laughs> Will binge still all of it, the still release it week to week. Yeah, a, a season <laughs> that'll at be, a time. That'll be great. We'll oh, definitely God. remember uh, it. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I watched this episode like three months ago. Oh, and no, it's I not was on Netflix anymore, but take. I think I liked it. Uh, <laughs> I'm some supernatural wiki.com because yeah, I, I can't imagine we just take a couple of weeks off of work and then we all just like jam pack ourselves into somebody's apartment. And just steamroll record it episodes. Yeah, do the rest of the show. Yeah. And like oh my god, guys. Oh god. We could do that at any time. What are you talking about? We don't need to wait for Netflix to be taken off. For Supernatural to be taken off Netflix. We could do that now. Yeah. We could do that now. <laughs> All right, guys. We're taking a year hiatus to watch the rest of Supernatural. I don't, th- I don't think we would need a year. I think we would only need like... I think a month nah. is how quickly we could do it. 
we'd all have to take off work and like give up God. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. probably not sleeping, but yeah, we do it in shifts. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Only one of us watches an episode at See, a time. We, that we take ter- no, we take turns <laughs> recording like while like one person stays up recording their audio and then like the other one just reacts to it live <laughs> wow i think oh, jesus that, I think that sounds like i a think you pitched dream. the worst podcast of all time i have and that was my goal <laughs> or or no. the best podcast no 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 i don't, I don't like it i'm gonna no, make a pilot no. episode no, no. <laughs> this would be like that new show on Adult Swim. You should leave or whatever. I, I think, think you should, should leave. leave. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, now that we've officially established we're not quite in the darkest timeline, just in like the second darkest timeline. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone who makes the show go. <laughs> hey, you know what? Thanks to everyone who's been a guest this season. I don't think we've had a lot of guests, but we appreciate... Uh, oh, we brought back Gant. He was actually a guest for our 250th episode. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to make it to 300. God, when we get to 300 episodes, we should, like, destroy an Impala or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> we should yeah. blow up an Impala to honor 300 episodes of Habcast. What if we did it at 500? We're not going to have 500 episodes, but that's a good idea. No, there's not 500 episodes. Wait, we're not? Supernatural. Oh, fuck. What if we include the Let's Shag Ass episodes we've done? Because those still count as podcast episodes. You crazy son of a bitch. So add 35 onto whatever our current count is. I've I lost really want to make a joke right now where it's like, ha ha, if we get to 500 episodes, we're going to kidnap Eric Kripke. But like, I'm afraid that <laughs> that'll be used. That'll be used as evidence against us when we kidnap Eric Kripke. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like we um, won't be able to get away with it. Everyone be real careful with what you say next, because it could be, it could count as conspiracy. <laughs> Hey, this is a joke. I'm not actually ever going to do that. That would be wrong. And also, I don't know where he lives. You can't count on me. I'm a loose cannon. I'm a loose cannon. No, you're not. (laughs) It's all jokes, guys. All jokes. Travis is kidding. Nope. Found him. Well, according to my 12th grade uh, civics class, we're allowed to make like jokes about crimes just as long as we're not actually committing the crimes oh, we're you, planning you to. You clearly have to state, and we have, we've clearly stated that this is all jokes. It's all jokes. <laughs> Travis, I'm not joking. No, I'm going to come yeah. over and stab you Travis in the hand. Travis winks into the camera. <laughs> I'm going to keep Eric Kripke in my closet. No, you're not. He's not. We're never allowed to go to L.A. now. I've got a big Guys, closet. It'll never be go fine. To LA now because we will immediately be I'll arrested. Make him noodles every day. You hear that? Noodles. How could you say no? 
Guys, I have not slept in a while, and I think, like, we're die. This episode is so long. I'm ending it. I'm ending it here. If you helped make this show go, thank you so much. If you've listened to this show, we appreciate the shit out of you. And if you want to hear more from us, you can find our website, Havecast.com, where we have links to all of our social media, including our Instagram and Twitter, at Havecast, and our Facebook, Hey Ask Bet, a Supernatural Podcast. Uh... You can also find links to the Patreon, where once a month we release an episode of the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass. Uh, That's the show where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. It is a ton of fun. We just watched Burn Notice for it. If you want to hear our thoughts on that, uh, go donate, help. We don't do, like, ads or anything, because nobody wants us. So, uh, (laughs) you know, um, help support the show that way. Uh... That would be awesome. Pay our hosting fees, please. Um, we are going to take a little bit of a hiatus, uh, about a month hiatus, but we will be back with season nine in September. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about the next episode based on title alone, Travis. The next episode yeah. is called, I think... It has a name, and that name is definitely a name I know. I think I'm going to like it here. I think I'm going to like it here. So this episode is actually going to be a departure from the standard episode of Supernatural because it's going to focus on Eric Kripke where he finds himself in the closet of an Alabama resident's Travis, no. Travis, no. (laughs) Is this the Maltese Falcon? Is that what this is a reference to? (laughs) No, it's a reference to how I'm going to kidnap Eric Kripke and keep him in my closet. You can't can't go further. Is this a long long game of podcaster? (laughs) I thought you were going to make an Annie reference. (laughs) Because I don't know if you guys know this, but um, actually, uh, I think I'm going to like it here is a line from Annie. <laughs> Anyways, I hope they do a musical episode. All right. I don't know if that's going to happen, Travis, and it better fucking not. See you in season nine. We love you a lot. Bye. See guys, I have terrible news. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that joke. Bye. Oh, no. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs>